You're listening to the Changing Lives Podcast, where we talk with health professionals, industry experts, and everyday heroes, changing lives on the front lines through emergency healthcare. I'm Ben Cleaver. And I'm Tim Buxton. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, This is our second episode and the very first episode with a guest, which is exciting. Mm. Uh, we have a former FIFO worker turned into emergency service uh, officer, which is exciting. And uh, why don't you tell us a bit more about who we've got on the podcast today? Yeah, so I caught up with Nathan Seidel. Nathan is a past student and graduate of the Diploma of Paramedical Science at Australian Paramedical College. And uh, Nathan's now an ESO, or sometimes referred to as a MESO. Not the soybean soup. Okay. No. It is a mining emergency services officer. Um, So a lot of people are pretty interested in this role. And so we dive into what is the role, where does it fit within the emergency response safety team of a mine, such as the one that Nathan's at, which is the Billabong Gold Mine in uh, Western Australia. Yeah, well, I had a great listen through to the the interview you had with him. And uh, one of the things I I took away from it was just the, the mate, the broad role he he has as a as an emergency service officer out yeah, there. Yeah, amazing. The only guy sometimes out there in a mine site, and so he has to attend to a wide variety of 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 uh, emergencies. Yeah, yeah, and that's really exciting because I mean we not only talk about that, but we also talk about the placement opportunity for diploma students that Nathan himself has kind of written, and uh, it's it's his it's his baby. Yeah. Um, people can diploma students can go out and do a whole week, eighty hours of placement under Nathan's supervision. He's developed a program there, which is just so insightful and a kind of a real hands-on um, exposure to what happens on a mine. And Nathan, the good thing about that, Nathan has been through the diploma, right. so he knows exactly what the, where the students are at, what they need. And uh, how to sort of challenge them a little bit and push them into some areas that they, you know, that are ready for and then how to, you know, when to jump in if, if need be. So yeah. fantastic opportunity and obviously we discuss that in more detail. Yeah, so look, if you're thinking about where you're going to do your placement or maybe you're just interested in learning a bit about, you know, what are the different kinds of, of uh, opportunities and pathways there are in the emergency healthcare field, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Um, Nathan is such a down-to-earth guy. I think you're going to really enjoy it. So uh, let's go. Let's get into it. So if you're in Perth, say, working uh, as an event medic or something, uh, you might manage that patient for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, depending on how busy the ambulance service is, but then that's your patient gone. Uh, whereas with an ESO role, you have prolonged care, uh, and you know RFDS can take hours to get there. Mm. I think our longest wait's been that's based on priority, obviously. Um, our longest wait was eight hours. However, our shortest one, which was quite a, like a life-threatening job, uh, was they were there in 25 minutes. So. I'm delighted to have uh, with me on the chatting today is Nathan Seidel. Uh, Nathan is currently working at as, as an ESO in Billabong Mines in Western Australia. Nathan, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi Ben, how are you? Great mate. Now Nathan, can you explain to me and the listeners uh, what is an ESO? Um, so on our site and a lot of other sites, uh, it's a medical emergency services officer. So you're responsible for both medical and fire rescue 
operations and safety around the mine site. Um, that can be from providing medical treatment to patients, both on site and even the community if they come in, um, doing data entry, uh, keeping patient records, injury management, return to work plans. Uh, we also conduct emergency response team training um, for our emergency response guys on site. They've, they're in a volunteer capacity. Um, so I work, I fall under the safety department or OHS department, um, and I report directly to the safety manager on the mine site. So there's obviously a, a whole team there. Um, can you explain to me the operational sides of the medical team on a mine such as Billabong Gold? So we're based at the site itself on the surface production side. Uh, we have a medical center, quite large medical center. Um, we have an ambulance, two ambulances now, sorry. Um, fire tender and all of, all of our other response vehicles. Um, so generally when an incident happens, uh, everyone across site is aware of the emergency number. Uh, mine control will generally take a lot of those calls and then they will contact relevant personnel. Um, in the event of an emergency or incident, they will then contact myself unless the caller doesn't contact me directly. Okay, and just to give us a bit of an insight, with the mine that you're on, Billabong Gold, um, how big is it? How many people are on site? Can you explain a, a bit about that? Uh, yep, so the mine's located probably 200, uh, sorry, approximately 200 kilometres northeast of Meathara. Um, it has about 300, anywhere up to 400 personnel on site. Um, that's including both day shift, night shift. Um, Underground operations make up a lot of those personnel. So we have an underground uh, environment on the site um, and that in itself has a lot of risks um, as anywhere else on the site. Mm. Okay. And um, and what's the, what's the work like? I mean, um, take us through a typical day and week in the life of uh, an ESO. Uh, very... Uh, hit and miss it's it, no days the same uh, some days are quiet we don't like using that word um, <laughs> and other days are just flat out uh, we generally do 12-hour shifts um, so you go to you're going to work um, do any paperwork that's left over um, do drug counts get everything ready for the day um, yeah so generally we do 12-hour days um, but However, you're on call 24 hours a day, so you can be caught out at any time of the night. Um, I think the longest shift I did there was 21 hours, uh, just due to coincidental ongoing incidents. Um, finished work at 5 p.m. that day, and about quarter past five, we got a call for a major trauma incident down at the underground workshop. Um, that call finished about midnight, because the patient had to be evacuated with Royal Flying Doctor Service. Uh, got back to the room, and I think it was about two minutes later, and we got a phone call from Perth Police saying there'd been a vehicle accident out on the highway that they required assistance with. So very different. Um, just with that as well, we have a pretty good fatigue management uh, program on site, so we're mostly affected by it, and if we're fatigued and we organise with management when we can sleep until pretty much. Great. So what sort of emergencies, illnesses, injuries are you attending to? 
uh, everything. It, anything that can be wrong with a patient, uh, we're equipped to handle. Um, you can have anything from cardiac emergencies, you can have colds and flus, you can have rashes, uh, trauma. Um, we've, yeah, asthma attacks, anaphylaxis, the lot, it's all there. Um, vehicle accidents, fires, um, all of your fire rescue sort of stuff, um, explosive incidents. Uh, yeah, pretty much everything you can imagine in the medical world. So being sort of prepared for that is key to being a successful ESO. Now you've been, uh, you're a graduate of the Diploma of Paramedical Science at Australian Paramedical College. Um, how has that learning uh, assisted you in your role? Um, it's been great. So initially I attempted the diploma with a, another company uh, and didn't finish it. So when I was offered the job with Billabong Mines, uh, I technically only had the Cert 4. So I contacted APC and they started a program for me, went through the diploma, which was extremely beneficial because rather than a degree having specific units for years, the diploma was very good because it refreshed everything. Um, and that was very beneficial. You know, one minute you could be studying anaphylaxis or doing a revision on drug protocols with it, and you'll have it that night. It's, it, it's very uh, relevant to the industry. Awesome. And just for those who may not know, was this a prerequisite qualification for you in the role or was it something that just has assisted you maybe get a position or, or assisted you in the operation side of things? It's The industry is leaning more towards the diploma and the APRA registration side of things. Um, Cert 4 in healthcare ambulance is a minimum requirement on a lot of the sites but the diploma is extremely beneficial, especially when you have limited resources. It's, um, it's, it's a must have. So in a sense, it, it would help you to obviously fulfill the role, but it may also assist you with a bit more and obviously getting, getting a role in the first place. Uh, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, a diploma will always look amazing over a Cert 4. Uh, and not all, not just that, but it'll uh, show your employer that you are willing to learn and you've gone that mile to do the diploma um, and you have a pretty firm understanding of the foundations of paramedical science. Are there any other qualifications that you need or would recommend? So for to get into the ESO role, uh, they will generally look at double qualified uh, applicants so Cert 3 in Mines Rescue, which is all your fire rescue, rescue technical uh, qualifications, road crash rescue, road rescue, all that sort of stuff. Very beneficial to have. Um, if that's not your thing, then there are other qualifications like a diploma of safety, uh, Cert 4 training assessing, basically anything that is a double up that can complement the diploma of paramedical science, even a security uh, qualification. I've uh, been at sites where security personnel are on site and they'll have, they're primarily security, but they'll have to say a cert for in healthcare. So yeah, definitely beneficial to have double up qualification. Excellent. Okay. Then no, that's good. That's, that's helpful. Now, are there any other jobs 
that are available in mining for you know pre-hospital healthcare providers, medics, paramedics. Regarding that, you can. There are different pathways. It may not be as stable work. Um, there are a lot of contract companies out there that provide paramedics, ESOs, medics, sentries, even um, sentries of personnel that stand at entrances of confined spaces for uh, long shutdowns. Cert four will benefit that. Um, also, diploma, obviously. Uh, a lot of these companies provide um, contracts for shutdown work. Uh, however, like I mentioned, it's not as stable like um, regarding employment, ongoing employment. But when you go to those sites and you say repeatedly go back to those sites, uh, they might love you as the role that you're in and they that is how you get your foot in the door. So they may go, okay, this guy's been here a few times. Um, let's throw a contract at him. Doesn't always happen, but it's definitely a foot in the door. Mm. And so, Nathan, in your opinion and experience, um, if you were to maybe um, spruik uh, the ESO role or working in the industry that you are over maybe some of the other options out there, what would be some some real benefits or uniqueness to this sort of role over some other roles out there if someone was considering maybe ESO over uh, other ways to use their you know, paramedic qualifications, and also some of the, maybe the challenges as well to this role over some of the other pathways out there? The ESO role is quite unique. Uh, we work, so what the students will learn, say, in their diploma with their drug protocols, uh, we have all those drugs on site. However, we have a lot more than that. But I think we might have 180 more drugs. So you're getting a lot of exposure to uh, ongoing patient care. So if you're in Perth, say, working uh, as an event medic or something, uh, you might manage that patient for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, depending on how busy the ambulance service is, but then that's your patient gone. Uh, whereas with an ESO role, you have prolonged care uh, and you know RFDS can take hours to get there. Mm. I think our longest wait's been, that's based on priority, obviously. Um, our longest wait was eight hours. However, our shortest one, which was quite a, like a life-threatening job, uh, they were there in 25 minutes. So, um, so the challenges with this role is, as mentioned, you have ex you have extended exposure with the patient. Um, so it's not just a bag and tag, ambo down the road to the hospital. Our hospital's 200 kilometres away. So, ongoing. Uh, patient management, you're liaising with doctors. So we have a drug permit or, yeah, sorry, a drug permit. Um, if I need to use a drug or I need medical advice, I can bring the doctor 24 hours a day and they'll answer. Um, and it's also you get a lot more critical thinking with it. Um, the stuff that I've learned in this role has just been phenomenal. And just some of the um, logistics of this role, are you FIFO or do you actually live on site? Yeah, so I, I fly and fly out from Perth, um, get up on a Monday morning at 4am, pretty gross for most Ooh. to hear that, but <laughs> um, yeah, get up at 4am, make the hike to the airport, uh, we get to site about 8am, um, handover for that whole day, um, and we're on site for eight days. So up on site for that whole week, we stay at camp, 
mine site's just down the road. Um, I'm in an eight and six capacity. It's a pretty cruisy roster. However, there are other rosters out there. There's two and one, there's three and one, four and one, there's four and four, two and two. There's lots of different options out there. And then you, how much time do you have off in between those shifts? Um, so generally when you finish work, you go out to camp, you have your 12 hours. So you finish about 5.30 and generally back down at work at 5.30 a.m. Um, regarding the R&R, you fly out Monday afternoon and you get a week off. Um, you know, you get all your benefits, you get your super, you get your annual leave, sick leave. Um, I think we get four, just shy of four weeks a year. Um, and that allows, especially if you're studying with the diploma, time to study. Uh, a week when you don't have to go to work, worry about work stresses is great. Um, and yeah, a crew, it's, it's a great lifestyle if you can get used to it and adjust to it. Um, and it's worth it. Awesome, mate. So now there is a, a placement opportunity that the, the mine and with your assistance, Nathan, is, is open to uh, diploma students uh, from APC. Uh, can you share with us about that? Yeah, so when I finished the diploma, uh, I've, our site was quite flexible when I suggested that we get the APC students up. Uh, because it gives them great exposure to what the role's like, what the industry is like more so for, for the paramedical side of things. Um, and we hope that in doing that, they take a lot away. So, so far it's been pretty good. Um, you know, they, they get a high exposure, they get, they get the drug protocols hammered into them. Like they learn, they'll know it backwards by the time they're done. ACLS gets hammered into them. Um, and you get a lot of one-on-one -on -one with the medic on site, medic or paramedic, whoever's there. Um, so it's it's time for questions. That's that's when you learn, um, and you learn really quickly when you have a patient. So the medic or the paramedic's there guiding you, um, and you'll always be under their guidance. So it's a really good opportunity for anyone who wants to have a look into what the industry is really like. Yeah, and we've had some great feedback from our students that have taken the opportunity and um, in their own words, um, almost like life-changing kind of experience um, with just really getting immersing themselves in the potential, you know, a potential career pathway, particularly if you're considering uh, the mines um, where you're going in your, in your career, uh, an absolutely opportunity not to be missed and if you want to take up that you can just obviously contact uh, the, the paramedical college uh, student success team. Now Nathan just to finish um, what tips would you give those students wanting to work in in mining in a similar role to you are in? Uh, look it's it's not an easy road it's it's not an overnight thing so if you if you just start in the diploma um, or cert for even uh, don't let that turn you off. Uh, it's it's not a quick thing. It takes time. Uh, the double qualification will help. Getting your foot in the door in mining, uh, whether that's with contract companies. I was a process operator for years in mining before I was offered the role. That coupled with the qualifications mm. will, that's, that's the key. So don't be turned off by it. Don't be put off by it. Um, and keep studying, get there, it's worth it. 
you see the shows on TV, you see ambulance recruits, all that, all those shows. Uh, keep pushing through that deployment, you'll get there. Awesome. Uh, and can I finish off, Nathan? Um, what do you love most um, about the work that you do? Satisfaction. The satisfaction of the patient management after you've had a big job or a hairy job. Um, when management looks to you for answers, uh, and you walk you walk through that job with them, um, you know the logistics of it all, whether it's MCON or RFDS, uh, while you're managing the patient, and then all that teamwork comes out with a great result, and you've done a good job, and you go home and get in bed and go, yep, that was sick. We did we did a good job there. Awesome. So it's a satisfying, fulfilling type of role that you know you you're operating to in a in a, a high level of understanding and skill to do things that are making a massive impact in somebody's or multiple people's lives at any one call out. Which I yeah I can definitely understand. Um, Absolutely, it's 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 quite rewarding. Um, you know, you see some people in their low low moments of life. Um, whether that's through you know accidents, injuries, even mental health, um, but you also see the good side of it. You see the good side of it, but with the people you can help, it's a great feeling, very rewarding. Great, mate. Well, that's awesome. Thanks so much for your insights and information. Really appreciate your time today, and um, maybe we'll catch up again soon. No worries. Look forward to it. Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening to another episode of Changing Lives, brought to you by Australian Paramedical College. If you're enjoying our podcast, please consider rating it, leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe to stay tuned for all future episodes. Did you know we're also on YouTube? Search for Changing Lives Podcast and you can watch our episodes in HD video, see the studio and put a face to a name. Speaking of studios, this podcast was filmed, recorded and produced by Make Media Studios. Special thanks to our audio-visual engineer and editor, Jose Biotto. And as always, it has been great to be with you. Until next time, don't stop changing lives. Changing lives.